Because we've been talking about this for a couple weeks, and I, I wanted you to know that this is the vision behind the church and what we want to do. We want to help people know who they are and why they are. Who they are deals with their identity found in God. You and I, we can only find our true identity in a relationship with the Heavenly Father through Jesus and the Holy Spirit. That's the only way we're going to know who we are. Why we are is our purpose. It's what we're supposed to do on the earth with what God give us. So we're going to talk about those two things. We talk about the importance of knowing who we are, knowing our identity. Remember we talked about the story of the, of the sons of Sceva? And they came up to the evil spirit, the person that was possessed by an evil spirit, and they said, all right, we're going to cast that evil spirit out. So they commanded the evil spirit, said, come out in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches. And uh, the evil spirit looked at him and said, Jesus, I know. Paul, I know, but who are you? That question burns in my heart. Who am I? Who am I? Because if I don't know, I was walking around yesterday at this gym, and I, I was up there, and I was playing with Lucas. Maybe I'll tell more about that story in a moment, but I was up there playing around with him, and I was watching. We, we were, uh, they were playing music. It was at a, at a volleyball game, and Lucas was just running around, Running around, and he said, Chad, I'm, or dad, Chad, dad, he calls me dad. So anyway, he said, dad, <laughs> he said, dad, he said, hold your hands like this. He says, I'm a video game. And so he wanted to run around, and I was to control, like he was running like that. <laughs> Imagination of kids. And so in that moment, I said, God, I want the freedom that you died to give me. I see it in him. I see no reservations. I see no worrying about what people think, who's watching. You know, there's all these people at the gym, and I see him running around, and he could care less who's watching him. He doesn't care if he looks stupid. He's three years old, and he's enjoying life. And in that moment, I said, Jesus, I need what he's got. I need to learn from a three-year-old. Son, come pray for me. <laughs> pray for me. Cast the evil spirit out of your dad. No. But so I, I want to know that kind of freedom. I want to experience that in my life, and I want people to experience I believe people are sheltered in and shielded because of fear, because of all kinds of inhibitions, because of what we're going to talk about today, because they worry too much about what other people think about them. See, we talked about, just like these sons of Sceva, their identity was tested by that evil spirit. Your and my identity will be tested as well. We talked about the first test last week. Remember, anybody remember what it was? The first test we got to pass is the lordship test. It's in your sermon notes. Lordship test. It's about submission. It's about who's the boss. It's about who's run the show. If you want to know who you are in Christ, number one, you got to find out who's running the show. Am I the boss or is God the boss? It's easy to say I want to go to heaven, but it's a whole lot different to say I want him to be the Lord of every decision in my life. That's a, that's a little tougher deal. This is why some people, we all, we all struggle in this area because we want to make him Lord. We used to sing a song in church when I was a kid. It's where he leads me, I will follow. I'll go with him, with him all the way. Remember that? Great tune. But sometimes we don't live like that tune. Sometimes we live a little bit different. And I was thinking about that, and I felt like sometimes we need to change the lyrics to that song to match the way we live. If we had changed the lyrics around to that song, I think it would be sung more like this. 
Where I lead him, I want blessing. Come go with me, with me, all my way. Right? Because sometimes we're not asking God where we're supposed to go. We're asking to bless where we're going. I'm talking to myself. We'll say this. God, I just pray that you bless my day. Wait a minute. If we do what he wants us to do, we're guaranteed that our day is blessed. Lord, we just bless my decision with this job. Pray that you bless my job. Wait a minute. You didn't ask me whether you're supposed to have that job. Lord, we just bless this relationship. You didn't ask me if you're supposed to be in this relationship. So too many times we're saying, God, I'm going to do what I want you to do, or what I want to do, and I want you to bless me. We're not passing the Lordship test. We're letting him lead. We're, letting, we're leading him instead of letting him lead us. So we got to do that. That's the first test. The second test we're going to talk about today is the popularity test. Whoo, popularity test. This is a biggie. If we're going to know who we are individually in Christ, we're going to have to pass the popularity test. This deals with approval. You can write that in your notes. It deals with approval. How many has ever struggled with trying to please too many people at the same time besides myself? I'm going to raise both hands and a leg. I mean, have you ever had a hard time in your life trying to get approval from someone? You just, you wanted to get their approval, but you couldn't do it. Maybe it's a, a parent or a boss that it didn't matter. You just couldn't, it wasn't good enough. Maybe it's a child that you can't do enough for them. They're never grateful. They're not thankful. You're wanting them to just look at you and go, mom or dad, you are the best ever. And not because you just bought them something, just randomly off the top of their head, you want them to say that? Or maybe it's a customer or an employee that you can't do enough to please them. You know, no matter what you do, you work with this customer and you know what they're like. You just can't please them. Maybe it's some person that you want to like you. You like them and you want them to like you, and you jump through all kinds of hoops trying to make sure you say just the right thing around them, and you're always nice, and you go over the top and give them that congenial laugh. <laughs> it's really good, and it wasn't funny, but you want them to like you, man. Sometimes we have that, but I, I, had, I saw this quote that I thought was really good. It says, I cannot give you the formula for success, but I can give you the formula for failure. It's this, try to please everyone. You want a formula for failure? Try and please everybody. Now, we all want to be liked, and I'm not opposed to that. I, I want to be liked. I don't think anybody would say that they don't want to be liked, but we got to realize that where do we get our approval from? Does it really matter what people think about us? I think in our society today, it's bigger than ever as far as getting the approval of people. Social media is huge. And I love social media. I'm not hating on social media. I'm just saying we're so conditioned now to get approval from people that our value sometimes is attached to how many likes on a picture. We will sometimes, are, and I'm not talking to you, I'm, talk, I'm being honest, I'm talking about myself. A post I will make, and I think it's the most awesome thing in the world. <laughs> and if you get three likes on that all day, you're like, huh. <laughs> you took that picture, you took it 16 times. 
filtered it just right, you posted it, bam! Crickets, you aren't hearing a thing. No favorites, no likes. You loved that picture until somebody else didn't. This is when we know we're attached to other people's approval. There's some natural part to this. And again, I'm not hating. I'm, I'm being honest. I'm, I have to go back and I say, okay, God, if you told it to me, it's really good. Whether anybody else likes it or not, it meant something to me. So this is why you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure you're not doing things for other people. You've got to be, when you're motivated to post something, you've got to make sure it's an internal posting so your affirmation comes before the post, not after the post. Sometimes we're looking for value based on how many, how many followers do you have? Oh. <laughs> I remember when I only had that many. Yeah. <laughs> See, our value is not in what people think about us. Our value has to be in what God thinks about us. But we've got to pass this popularity test. So you're there in Matthew chapter 16. We're going to see what the Bible says about this and and see the importance of knowing what he said. Because we do want approval. We just want approval of the right one. Some people go the other extreme with it. They take, go the other ditch. They say, well, I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I know, but you're just rude. <laughs> there's, there's one thing to say, I don't care what people think, but you're not getting the approval of God with what you say. So we've got to make, that, make sure we balance that out. We don't want to uh, just be rude. We don't just want to say what we want to do. Sometimes... Uh, the Bible says to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Yes. Some people are swift, swift to speak and slow to think. I shouldn't say some people. Let me say, Chad is sometimes swift to speak and slow to think. I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I'll, I'll let that out of my mouth and I'll go, where did that come from? Come back here. Too late. It's out there. So you can't pull it back in. So let's look at this. Popularity and approval. This is Jesus talking, so let's see if he actually had to deal with any of this nonsense. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man? Who do men say? The word men there is a word just means for people or popular opinion. So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets, but he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter, always ready to answer quickly, answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Let's go back to 13 and says, he says, Who do men say that I am? What is the popular opinion about me, Jesus asked. Here's the danger of looking to popular opinion to get value of who you are. Because what's popular changes. Anybody know that? That what's popular now may not be popular tomorrow. This happens in all areas of our life, whether it's music, whether it's movies. You know, this movie can be hot. Everybody's going to see it. See it two weeks later, nobody's going to see it. It's popular. We've been there, done that. Pop fashion. Some of you've been alive long enough to see fashions come full circle. That's why you don't get rid of your clothes, man. You just hang on to them. I saw flare bottoms coming back out. I've seen it happen. I've, I've already lived through some cycles and I'm so young. But it, see, because here, I'm going to take you back to around 1987. Okay. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Come on. 
Some of you are feeling the anointing hit the room right now. If you can't see it, there it is right there. This is called tight rolled jeans. Tight rolled jeans. 80s hair bands, tight rolled jeans. You got to know what this is about. So this was, this was big in the 80s. Really big. And uh, yeah, and the hair was too. Tease it out, blow dryer, you know, it's like. My wife, she had some big hair. I didn't know her then, but I have pictures. It's awesome. So anyway, I should have brought some for an example, but anyway, she's not here. So the, so I remember, you know, I grew up in Albion, Edwards County, represent, and uh, Edwards County is not necessarily New York City. So we're not necessarily on the cutting edge of fashion in Edwards County. So I remember that this is the way we wore jeans in school, but I remember when I went to college, I went to Eastern, and like in East, at Eastern, like at that time, like a huge percentage, I can't remember, it was like close to 60-some percent or 70% of the body came from the Chicago suburb area. So I remember walking on campus, and I was going to my first basketball team meeting, and I was pumped because I'm on college campus, and I'm looking good. <laughs> Tight roll jeans, T-shirt, flannel shirt, off, tied around your waist. Come on, you don't know nothing about that. You bought flannel shirts not to wear them, just to tie them around your waist. Anyway, so I'm walking to the meeting, and I come into the meeting, and I remember one of the guys on the basketball team, I just, just barely met him, and, and he looks at me, and he, he looks down. And he says, dude, nobody's doing that anymore. I was like, I walked into that meeting like this, and now I'm sitting down in the meeting trying to fix my pants as soon as I can. One voice changed the way I thought. One person's opinion changed my opinion. He said one statement, nobody's doing that anymore. I was. Can't tell me nobody is, because I am. Now, I may be behind, but this is what I'm saying. we got to pass the popularity approval test, because if we concentrate on what's popular, what's popular changes so fast. Sometimes you, you think, oh, this is awesome. If somebody come up to you and say, oh, that's not awesome, are you going to go, are you going to be moved by what they say, or are you going to be moved by what God says? God may tell you, you keep wearing those tight road jeans because in 2015, they're coming back around. <laughs> Somebody after first service came up to me and said, hey, look, this lady, she had her jeans tight rolled. I said, come on, girl, give me some love <laughs> up in here. But things change. You know what we say, some sayings. I, I got this, this will help you. Maybe how quickly, some popular sayings that I, that I looked up. If someone comes up to you and says that that is ratchet, they're not looking for a tool. They're not looking for a socket. They're saying that that's bad. So if they say, hey, your outfit is ratchet, don't go, thanks. <laughs> They're not paying you a compliment. <laughs> if they, if they uh, come up to you and say, hey, hey, that's a little sketch. Sketch. They're not an artist. They're not looking to draw you a picture. Sketchy means it's a little bit eh, like no good, don't like that. It's a little sketchy. 
So sketch negative. If someone comes up to you and says, hey, you say something, they say, hundo P, hundo P. Like, hundo P, what is that? That means I agree with you 100%, hundo P. You can use these at home after I'm done, just feel free. Your kids come up, say, hey, mom, you like that? Hundo P, baby, hundo P. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's this one, maybe it sounds familiar. If someone says they're throwing shade on you, they're not trying to protect you from ultraviolet rays. Throwing shade means they're like dissing you. They're like uh, insulting. They're like showing disrespect to you. Disrespect, throwing shade. So you don't want to agree. If someone says, hey, that's a dub, that's a dub. Short for W, which is short for when, which is good. <laughs> Translation, it's good. So if someone says, hey, that's a dub, you're like, sweet, yeah, that's awesome. That's a dub, that's a dub. So anyway, I just want to give you, I want to give you some stuff to think about so you can be culturally on top of things while you walk around with your tight rolled jeans. But I... I do this because we got to be careful what's popular changes, changes so fast. Hundo P is not going to be cool five years from now. Those of you that are still walking around saying groovy, you need to let it go. It's past. (laughs) It'll probably come back around. But but here's something you remember. What's popular is not always right, and what's right is not always popular. This is why we got to pass the popularity test. Because some things God may put in your heart may not be popular, but it doesn't mean it's not right. And there may be some things that are popular that everybody says are right, but God may say it's not right just because it's popular. So we got to be able to pass the popularity test because we don't want to be driven by popularity. we got to be driven by core values and beliefs. Some people change their opinion based on what's popular. Some people, you've asked them, say, hey, where do you stand on this issue? Hang on. <laughs> They're waiting to see what the popular opinion is before they state their values. We've got to state what we believe based on what God's telling us past the popularity test. So let me, let me move on. Here's what he said. He said, uh, who, do people say, who do people say that I am? He says, some say John the Baptist, some, notice how he says, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, one of the prophets, we got to be careful when we're listening to what some and others say and not listening to what God says. I mean, has ever had someone like, that guy told me in that moment, nobody's doing that anymore. How many's heard somebody say, well, everybody's saying, everybody's doing, or nobody's this. we got to be careful that we don't buy into those broad statements and we just accept what God says even if nobody says it. Because look what they said. Some say John the Baptist. Is that true? Nope. Is he Elijah? Nope. Is he Jeremiah? Nope. Is he one of the prophets? Nope. Jesus could have gotten a little discouraged. I mean, he said, who do, who do people say that I am? So there's two fronts. Jesus could have been discouraged. Number one, nobody's got the right answer, evidently, that he's Jesus the Messiah. So if Jesus was looking for affirmation about who he was, he could have walked away a little bit discouraged. Am I John, John the Baptist? I'm Jeremiah? Am I, am I Elijah, one of the prophets? No. Nah. Who am I? Or, or this is another angle of, if he was looking for validation of the effectiveness of his ministry. Like, is my message getting out? Am I doing a good job preaching? Does everybody know who I am? 
Well, they're saying John the Baptist, Elijah, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. Is my message, is my ministry even effective? He could have gotten discouraged. But notice he didn't. Look what happened. Here's the lesson we need to learn from Jesus. So he asked them, all them, wrong answer. So verse 15, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that? You know, some of the reason, problem we don't know who we are is because we're asking the wrong people. Hanging around with the wrong peeps, the wrong circle of influence. We're losing and forgetting our identity because we're asking the wrong people who we are. He's, if Jesus didn't get the right answer the first time, he's going to keep asking until he gets the right answer because he knows the answer for himself. If you don't know who you are, keep asking. The people around you aren't speaking into your life, keep asking. Because Jesus needed to know who he was and he wanted them to know. So this is what he said. He's going to keep asking, who's your go-to? Who's speaking into your life? You know on your phone, on your feed, you know they use the word for a feed? Why do they call it a feed? They call it a feed because that's what's feeding you. It's what's feeding you. If there's 168 hours in a seven-day week, I calculated this out for you so you can just relax. 168 hours in work. If, if we sleep, let's say average seven hours a day, we'll just round that up to 50. So now we're at 118 waking hours in our day. What's feeding into our identity over that 118 hours? Let's say you spend an hour in church every week. So that's one hour hearing from God versus 117 hours outside of it. How you feed yourself on those 117 hours outside of church or the 118 altogether, how you feed yourself will determine who you become because what we consume is what we become. If I'm consumed with what others think about me, I will become an emotional wreck of other people's opinion. I've got to consume myself with what daddy says about me. And if I will consume myself with that, I will become like him even if you don't like me. That's what we got to do. What we consume ourselves with is what we'll become. You're not trying to become. Too many times we're trying to become someone people will like instead of becoming what he wants us to be, whether people like it or not. We got to pass the popularity test. So who do you say that I am? He goes on to the next part, and then Peter gives this answer. He said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. Then verse 17 Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who's in heaven. Blessed are you. Notice, let's read this carefully. Sometimes we read over Scripture and we need to look at it carefully because God spoke something to me that was new to me in this Scripture. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Notice two things that Jesus didn't say. He didn't say, after he said, who do you say I am? And Peter comes out with the statement, you're the Christ. He didn't say, shoo, <laughs> that's, that's good. I was beginning to wonder who I was. He didn't say that. And he also didn't say, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Simon. I am blessed because of what you said. He didn't say, I am blessed because you called me the son of God. He said, you are blessed because you called me the son of God. Why did Jesus say he was blessed for calling Jesus the son of God? Here's why. Because Jesus knew what sounded like his father. The father said these words, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And so when Simon Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus said, that sounds like my daddy talking. And when you talk like my daddy, you are blessed. I don't need to hear it. I'm already blessed. 
I know who I am. But when you say it, you become blessed. So here's, <laughs> you got to catch it. You got to go a few verses later. Because you know how much Simon, he was quick to the trigger. Pew! He liked to answer quick. So just a few verses later, I think it's in verse 23, the same chapter, he just got, blessed are you, Simon. I'm going to build the church on this rock and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Lord. Awesome spiritual moment. Just a few verses later, Jesus said, now listen, guys, got to give you a heads up. I'm going to have to die. I'm going to have to die on the cross. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to come back to life. Okay? And Peter, Peter said, Jesus, Jesus, come here. Come here. He pulled him off the side and he said, Jesus, what are you doing talking about all that death stuff, man? You're not going to die. Far be it from you to die. What did Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan, because you're not mindful of the things of God. You're mindful of your own stuff. Blessed are you, Simon Barjona. Get thee behind me, Satan, in the same chapter. Which one would you rather hear from God? I, I would rather hear, blessed are you, Chad, of David. That's my dad's name. So, but here's what that means. When my words, when what I speak agrees with what the Father says, I'm blessed. But when what I say goes against what the Father says, I'm partnering with the agenda of the enemy. Newsflash, that includes how you speak about yourself. When my words line up with what the Father says about me, whether people like it or not, I am blessed. But when I speak what others want me to speak, what's popular to speak, if it goes against what the Father says, I'm partnering with the agenda of the enemy. This is why when you talk about yourself, you don't run yourself down, you don't try and do this false humility that you're worthless, that you're no good, any of that. You need to speak what the Father says about you. I'm not talking about puffing yourself up, being a me monster and saying it's all about me. I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about your identity, who Jesus says you are. Jesus said, hey, that sounds like my daddy. So you're blessed, Simon. See, some of the problem we have with popularity, and I want to close with this, and approvals, we get addicted to what people say. And we do it sincerely. Peter was being sincere, trying to talk some sense into Jesus. It didn't make sense. Why are you even talking about dying? You're the king, you're the Messiah. What are you talking about dying? Don't do that. But he wasn't speaking what was popular with heaven. He was speaking what was popular on the earth. Let me give you a little bit of myself. Oops, somehow my shirt came out, but sorry. See, because when I was preparing this, you know, I was in Florida. I told you about that on vacation. God reminded me who I am and what I can do and all that stuff. This is one of the areas that God starts speaking to me about. He said, Chad, I want you to deal with this issue with popularity and approval. Really? Yeah. So, well, what's the deal? So, as I started, I'm going to condense it down. I start, as I started praying about it, he took me back to a moment in my life several years ago where a person that I put a lot of I looked up to this person, what they said, a lot of value in the words that they said. In a conversation with this person, they looked at me and they said, Chad, you're just a real prideful person. And I remember that that moment, 
that it was like somebody punched me in the gut because I really valued what that person said. And so I began to really rehearse that and think about it. I'm like, man, I don't want to be prideful. Am I prideful? Am I prideful? I'm asking people, do I, am I acting like I'm, I really, it really bothered me in the moment, but then I thought it went on. But then God, what God showed me was, Chad, you started from that moment, you started making decisions based on the fact that you didn't want to appear prideful. Instead of doing what I tell you to do, how I tell you to do it, you started running it through your own little filter of wanting to make sure it didn't appear prideful. And this is what we do when we want to please people. I didn't, I wasn't, wasn't like I, I needed everyone to like me. I was a sincere thing. I thought, I just don't want to come across too prideful, too strong, too whatever. So I began to back off of some things that God had put in my heart to do because I didn't want to appear that I was making about myself. But let me just tell you something. It doesn't matter what you do. Sometimes people are going to make their decision no matter what you do. Sometimes it does not, sometimes people can't like you because it doesn't benefit their agenda. It doesn't mean that they don't agree with you. They just can't see you succeed because they take it as a personal attack on their success. I'm going to talk about this next week in comparison, so I can't go there very much. But see, this what's the problem in our, our country right now. We don't want anything to go good when we're not in charge because it makes us look bad. So we have to drag someone else down so we'll feel better about ourselves. See, that's why we can't worry about being popular. We gotta get the approval of our heavenly father and live according to his word. Live according to what he says about you. And this is why I, I want that freedom. I want that freedom to live like this. So I've, I've been praying about this for me and I, I want the church to have it. I want you to experience freedom from approval. It means that I'm gonna still do some things and say some things that some people are like, well, who do he think he is? I don't know, I'm a son of God. And that's what God spoke to my heart. He just said, Chad, I'm gonna give you a school. Why me, God? Why me, who am I to have multiple campuses? I'm a kid who grew up in Ellery, Illinois. Who am I? I don't know, but he says something. So if I agree with other people, I'm gonna agree with the agenda of the enemy instead of agreeing with the agenda of God. And you gotta do the same. But getting this liberty is coming to him a certain way. Close with this, what Lucas was doing yesterday. We're at a volleyball game. You know, I told you he was running around there free. He wanted us to play with him. We're there to watch Hope play. We don't get to see her very often. It's the first time, you know, first scrimmage. We're there. And I told him, I said, now, Lucas, we're here to watch Hope play. Today's not about you. How many knows to three-year-olds that sentence doesn't exist? That as soon as I said this day's about, not about you, he heard wah, 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 wah. Like didn't translate. So he wanted us to go leave the game, go up on this area and play with him. And we're like, no, we're watching the game. So he goes to Hallie first. Hey, would you come play with me? She said, no. Goes to Holland. Will you play with me? No. Hensley's not there. So he goes to Dom. Would you come play with me? And she goes, no, I'm watching Hope. Comes to me. Will you come play with me? No, we're watching Hope play. Okay, just sit and watch the game. That's what we're here for. Then he sits down and he tells Dom, nobody likes me anymore. (laughs) 
Don't owe him. Don't enable that behavior. He said, nobody wants to play with me, so nobody likes me anymore. That approval, his value, it's got to be broken over our lives. I took him aside and said, listen, Lucas, we love you. We play with you. We, we value you. You're awesome. But today, it's not about you. <laughs> Passing this test, guys, it's not about us. The reason God wants me to get past this test is because all the people he said, Chad, you can't give freedom in areas you don't have it yourself. As long as you're worried too much about what people think, there's going to be limits and barriers the enemy's going to be able to put around you. So I'm saying to you, you need freedom in your life because God's going to bring people across your path and they need freedom in their life. And some things he's going to tell you to do are not going to be popular. It's not going to get the approval of everybody in your family. Not everybody's going to stand up and go, I think that's awesome. Isn't that awesome what they're doing? Unbelievable. Some people are going to go, that's stupid. That'll never work. Sometimes you've got to be careful what posts you read, what's feeding you. Don said, hey, you need to check out some of these posts, what they're saying about buying at school. I said, no, I don't. <laughs> I got all those voices already up in here. I don't, I don't need them going through here. 